The Bible reading is from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 1 to 21, which can be found on page 1093 of your Pew Bibles. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Frisia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven. He raised his voice and he addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of the Lord. So loving God, we thank you for this uh, story, our story, uh, through which we know that you are the God who desires to be present with us in a very real, uh, deep, and felt way. So as we think about that this morning, we ask that you help us to open ourselves afresh to your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, as we've heard today, uh, we celebrate Pentecost Again, we heard it's that moment where the disciples are kind of hidden uh, in a room. 
uh, they've met together. And suddenly they hear the sound of a stormy wind and they see the fire which comes to descend on their heads. And I suspect that it reminded them of another story in which fire was the part of the way in which God appears. So we're going to watch a video now. So if you can scooch around so that you can see it. So lots in that story of the burning bush. I'm not going to talk solely of the burning bush this morning. Um, but I always think of that. You've, you've sent the wrong guy. <laughs> you've chosen the wrong person. How many times do we think that when God asks something of us? So this story of the burning bush and the exodus, the rescuing of the people of God from the slavery of Egypt is our story. This is the ground uh, on which we as Christians stand. We've seen it in action this morning as Anne was baptized. The symbol of the waters of the Red Sea, the liberation from slavery from the things that bind and constrain, the moving from death to life through the waters. So we're liberated from and rescued for a purpose, to worship God and enjoy God forever. We hear Moses saying, let my people go. And the end of that is, let my people go so that they can go to the mountain and worship me. We're rescued for a purpose. The story of the Exodus is the forerunner uh, to Jesus appearing, walking the earth. Jesus who came to liberate us from all kinds of slaveries so that we are free to live our lives as a sacrifice of worship to God. But the bit with the burning bush is obviously particularly important for us this morning because the moment that Moses had with God is captured again in the story of the fire at Pentecost. This fire that does not burn or destroy the thing on which it settles. This fire which is not God, but in which God is found. The bush is the host of the fire in the first story. But this moves in the second story. A fire in which God the Holy Spirit is present, descends on the heads of the disciples of Jesus. It does not burn them, destroy them, but instead they and we, therefore, become a host of God. So just take that in for a moment. We have become a host of God. 
We are not God, but God can be found in us. God is present with us, and unlike the burning bush, which is that forerunner, this is not momentary, but God, the Holy Spirit, as it says, is poured out upon us. It's abundant and overflowing. There's enough for everyone. We don't have to fight for God's presence or God's love or favor or any of those things because God has gifted God's self to us. God can be present with us all. So what does that mean for you this day? What did it mean for Moses when he, he encountered God in the fire? God sent him. And to Pharaoh, I will send you. I always think it's funny because the bit before that, in it's Exodus 3 and 4, this story, and God kind of pours out the, I have heard my people's cry, I have seen, I have come. And then he says, I will send you. <laughs> and I think that wasn't, that wasn't meant to be the end of that sentence. It's meant to be God who comes somehow. I have seen, I have heard, I have come, I will send you. For Moses, it was being sent to Pharaoh to seek the freedom of the people, to challenge the oppressor, the unjust structures, to dare to claim that there is one Lord of heaven and earth, and it ain't Pharaoh. And just to be clear, it's also not Trump. Uh, it's not whichever institution or government or regime or dictator thinks themselves the first, the alpha, the great I am. And it's the Moseses who are sent to these things. Those who think, you've got the wrong guy. You know, Moses famously, famously um, struggled to speak. You've got the wrong guy. I'm hiding. I'm a shepherd. I ran away from that lot. But Moses didn't go alone. And God promises to go with him. I shall be with you. And, it, and God, in this story of Pentecost, promises to be with us wherever God sends us. Closer than our skin. So where is God sending you? Who is God sending you to? What is God sending you to do? These are important questions for the Christian pilgrim. At the end of this service, uh, I will send you out. I will send you out with the Pentecost commission ringing in your ears. And with your sparkly crosses on your head, which if you want, you can receive during communion. And I hope you spend today some time pondering what that means for you. Because actually it isn't me. 
that is sending you. And because Moses could quite easily have walked past that bush, it's a nice clip, but actually it's, it's not really how we think it happened. You know, the bush would just have been any old bush in the desert. They burst into fire at the drop of a hat because it was so dry and hot. It wasn't an unusual sight, and Moses could have passed it by. But he turned. He stopped. He was curious. He paid attention. And he moved towards it. You must spend time waiting, being curious about God, paying attention intentionally to the things of God, and choosing to allow the things of God to be at home in you. And in this, may you know who you are being sent to be, where you are being sent to go, who you are being sent to serve, and what you are being sent to do. And I'm going to finish by saying what we say every morning in morning prayer. I've said to you recently, we have a prayer book in the Church of England, Common Worship. We have morning prayer, evening prayer, Compline. Every day in morning prayer, if you pray it, we say this. And I'm going to finish with this prayer. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen.